good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut, didn't cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. Hey, we discuss local and national Native news and events, and as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You are right, Dega. This portion of the show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon, supporting honest Native news, stories, and events. Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Hey, you know what time of year it is, uh, Haley? And it's uh, getting to be not that time of year anymore, but do you know what time of year it is? Yeah, we are coming up to uh, renewing and getting our health insurance plans in check for 2024. So uh, if you need some help doing that or finding the right uh, most affordable plan for you that best fits your income, um, Minsure, our friends at Minsure can help you out. So head over to Minsure.org. Wow. Hey, we uh, have State Senator Mary Kunish on, and it's our fun Friday here, and we talk about a lot of things that's going on around the state and nationally. And uh, before we get going, and again, welcome State Senator Mary Kunish. Uh, it's the uh, anniversary of Wounded Knee Massacre, and uh, I don't want to really get talk into it too much, but we definitely want to acknowledge it and welcome. Oh, you're you're muted. <laughs> there we Wonder. go. There I'm Pete Wash Day, everyone. I uh, am real happy to be here again this afternoon. Yeah, definitely. And uh, thanks uh, for checking in with us. And it's always really great to see you. Uh, I I guess what I mentioned just a little earlier, it's uh, the anniversary in 1890 of the Wounded Knee Massacre, and we're here remembering Wounded Knee. And I just wanted to to recognize that and uh, get your thoughts on it before we get going here. Well, I have a lot of thoughts, especially yeah. in this day and day and time of um, troubles in the Middle East that so parallel the the tragedy and the historic trauma that that um, our indigenous, my relatives, you know, my my family, my mom's family is from the Standing Rock Nation, um, Dakota, Lakota. In my uh, in my genealogy, my family tree, and um, and it's interesting as well is that my kids are Arab. Their dad is Middle Eastern from Lebanon, and so having that historic trauma on my side of the family and the trauma of what their father went through, you know, this is this day and time is is very real for for me and for my children and and we've been talking a lot about that and wounded knee is you know another manifestation of of what happened to our ancestors you know and has continued to happen to our ancestors and so the um you know when we look back at that massacre of you know hundreds of Lakota Indians by the U.S. Army. Uh, they just went in and just sort of mowed them all down. Um, it's so similar to what's happening in the Middle East. And I know that there are plenty of indigenous people across the world, not just the United States, that are recognizing uh, the trauma of colonization. And Wounded Knee is just another one of those. Yeah, well, really, really good point. And uh, geez, you know, we hope that this next year really brings uh, better things here for all our relatives across Turtle Island and the whole world. But really, really good point, uh, Mary. That's um, it's heavy on our mind. We ta- we lightly talk talk about it here, but it's uh, definitely something that we're all thinking as Native Americans when we watch this uh, news and the news. To me, seems very slanted because they talk about it being a war, and all I see is a massacre. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, when we look back on Wounded Knee and we think about, um, you know, the the deprivation that happened, you know, the um, the lack of providing the food rations that were provide that were promised in the treaties, the education, um, housing, all of those things, you know, I I think it's very clear that the U.S. Um, um, withheld all of those things and, you know, um, created this really like abrupt change in the, in our, in our tribes and in our indigenous communities, you know, all of a sudden they weren't able to roam the prairies. They weren't able to um, hunt and gather the way that they had for generations and generations. They had to you know, stop practicing their religion and start, you know, dressing and speaking um, like the colonizers. And, you know, of course, Christianity was the the thing, you know, turn these heathens into Christians and um, get rid of their traditional religious practices. And that kind of, you know, forced assimilation can only go so far before um, people are going to stand up, who's ever left after disease and war and, and all of that, that um, who's ever left is finally, you know, stood up and say enough is enough. And so um, it, these days are really, really hard. I know you said it's that time of year, but, you know, we just had the, the uh, run and the gathering for the Dakota 38 and we have wounded right. knee and, you know, it's, and we're all saying happy holidays, uh, season's yeah. greetings. But this is a really, really, really tough time for um, our Dakota and Lakota ancestors, as well as those that are still here with us today. Wow, you know, really, really good point. And uh, yeah, um, it's, it is a travesty. And, it's, and it has to do, and, and I like to bring this up to our allies that are listening too, Mary, is that... Um, you know, before the massacre of Wounded Knee, when they asked for all the guns and everything and uh, took all the weapons away from the 300 uh, Lakota Dakotas and um, and then massacred them, it was just prior to that they were doing the the uh, the dance, the... The, uh, mm, the ghost dance. Thank you very much. The ghost, the dance. ghost dance. And uh, that's when uh, the white people freaked out and started massacring them and... Uh, we haven't, and I guess my point is too, uh, that people don't know this, but like when I was a junior in high school in 1978, so that not that long ago, we were still, it was still illegal until that year to uh, mm -hmm. practice our own religion. Yeah. A lot of people are surprised when we talk about how recent uh, the indigenous people of the United States and of Minnesota got their rights, you know, the right to practice their own religion and, and the ghost dance, um, the right to vote, not just in in tribal um, affairs, but, you know, in general, general elections. I think it was maybe four years ago, I worked on get out the vote with, in Indian country and so many of the elders had no idea that they could vote in general elections because mm -hmm. they never had been and nobody had really made the effort to inform and educate and provide that, uh, you know, the, the location and the ability to vote. And so when I talk about these with these things, I just had this conversation with somebody over Christmas, uh, a non-native person. They're like, I had no idea. And um, so you, we all know we, a lot of the work that we do is educating the public and educating people around these issues because um, that's why we need good change. Yeah, and I think that's why we do this show and we have you on and we talk about these things that might be um, not second nature, but we know and grew up with, but a lot of people haven't, and especially the way the history books have been written in our time, and especially yeah. my time as being a young person. Hey, we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back after this short break. Stay with us.
We are your relatives. We are your relations. Brothers. Sisters. Sons. Daughters. And, and some, some of us are your grandchildren. We are your community. Historically, we held places of honor and respect. Because of the impact of colonization, some of us are rejected, thrown out from family, friends, and community, set up as targets for sexual violence, sex trafficked, humiliated, tortured, and murdered. Everybody has the right to be safe. We are your relatives. Remember, homophobia is not traditional. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. As we age, it's important to invest in our health and to help protect it. Like the flu, COVID-19 is always changing. That's why it's important to stay up to date on your vaccines. By getting the flu and COVID-19 vaccines, you can renew your body's defenses and lower the risk of getting sick. Get your health boost and protect yourself against the flu and COVID-19. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. That's vaccines.gov. Hi, I'm Mary T, inviting you to experience our integrative Mary T Health and Wellness Center, offering physical, occupational, speech, and lymphedema therapies. Experience our guided imagery, meditation, Tibetan medicine, dry needling, massage services, including cupping and oncology massage. Sign up for our free wellness screenings and learn more at MaryTWellness.com. All major health insurance providers are accepted. Come for therapy experience wellness. I'm Angela Warner with Warner Stellion, and if you know me, you know I love a good bargain, which is why I'm telling you about our year-end appliance clearance. Our stores are packed with red-tagged closeouts, scratch and dents, and floor model appliances priced to sell so we can make room for next year's models. And if you buy more now, you save more. Get an additional 10% off two red tags and 15% off three. You'll still enjoy our famous free delivery by our trusted specialists. So hurry into your local Warner selling to score a deal before they're gone. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish, and it's our Friday fun day here, and uh, we're talking a little uh, somber because of this time of year for uh, our relatives um, in the history of uh, removal and trying to slaughter us, (laughs) I guess would be uh, the (laughs) quickest way to put it. You know, Haley and I were talking in between the commercial break, and Haley, you were surprised how quick that massacre happened. And I was telling you too, that there's pictures everywhere of it and it's sickening. Yeah. I don't know if I would want to look at the pictures. I think that might be a little too much, but you know, I'm always surprised to kind of remember that, you know, the massacre of wounded knee was didn't take place over like a few days or like a week or like even 24 hours. This whole massacre happened within 10 minutes and they killed over 250 men, women, and children. So right. when you think about it, it's it's just horrible. Yeah. And that's not that long ago, is it, State Senator? No, it's not. I mean, these things are sort of recent history. Um, uh, and we didn't learn about it when we were growing up in school or in the greater discussions. I mean, we're having these discussions now. And uh, I, I know there are folks out there that when we bring these things up in the legislature, you know, there's some that will say, you know, that was then, that happened, we're so sorry. Um, But when we look for any kind of consolation or, um, you know, not even restitution, but some kind of just acknowledgement and the ability to talk about it and acknowledge it, we we get a lot of pushback at the legislature. Um, it's just the same as, you know, like getting a new flag and, and a new seal and the controversy around the seal, um, and what it represents. I mean, what it was intentionally saying goodbye native folks, you know, we're taking over. See ya. Um, and, and why do we need to do that? Why do we, you know, we still like the flag, you're whitewashing, uh, you're whitewashing history. And that's that's not at all what we're doing. We're just saying that that symbol is very hurtful to to the indigenous people of Minnesota. So let's let's do something different and let's talk about this. 
Um, you know, the resistance is, is, I'm not surprised by the resistance, but I'm always a little dumbfounded by the thoughtlessness of, of some people and their, their, um, you know, digging in their heels, not to change anything and not right. to tell the real stories. Well, for some people too, you can't butter the right side of the bread. Um, mm. so you know, there is that portion, but there's also people that think that, you know, it's a threat to them that the truth comes out. And, um, yeah, it's it's deep. And, I, you know, I'm here, you know, uh, just dealing with a certain amount of people right now because I've been sick. But, you know, dealing with uh, flag naysayers, I think the more and more I look at the flag and definitely the the new and improved seal, I am really, really, really happy. Yeah. I think the seal is, is the one that most people are very excited about. Um, it's, it's beautiful. Um, it's got some lovely Dakota language on it, which is yeah. the controversy, especially for our GOP members. Um, and then, you know, we have, um, we have the flag, <clears throat> that often has uh, really come up as a bit of a, oh, I don't know, a bit of a, a, a problem. Like, why do we need to change the flag? And what is it all about? But, you know, um, the new flag is, it's, it's different. Yes, it's pretty simple. But I think that, you know, it takes a little bit getting used to. And there is meaning behind it. It's not just a bunch of shapes on there. Right. You know, that letter K is supposed to represent the state of Minnesota. Yeah. You know, we have the eight-pointed star. Maybe it isn't in the exact shape of Minnesota, but it's there. You know, you have to yeah. kind of look, think outside the box. Right. Um, the eight-pointed star is, you know, it, it it's we find it on the floor in our state capitol in the right. you know the the entranceway. Um, and the blue, you know, we know, everybody knows that Minnesota is the land of sky blue waters and the, right. well, it's over 10,000 lakes. So, I mean, there's a lot of, there is a lot of really good symbolism in there. And, right. um, well, change that's is hard for a lot of people. Let's talk about the old one for a second, because I don't know, uh, people listening to this, we're all over the country really know, um, uh, how hurtful that that seal and last flag was you have a native american on the horse and then you have a settler uh you know plowing the ground and then there's a rifle right next to him on a stump and they're looking at each other like who's gonna draw first uh, or i i mean it's ridiculous yeah i mean I, I I had an art appreciation class when I was in college, yeah. and they talk about meaning in in paintings, you know. Mm. And when you look at the old seal and the old flag of Minnesota, you see a white colonizer um, plowing up the virgin prairie lands, looking right. over his shoulder at the native. That's, you know, on his way out, you know, going west, um, like you said, with that stump of all the woods that the col uh, colonizers, pi pioneers cut down, his rifle ready, you know, right there and ready for anything. And then what's important is that's not just somebody's interpretation of it, because there's actual, you know, evidence that the manifest destiny attitude, like, the the strongest will survive and kick out the weakest. Um, uh, Seth Eastman was the one who created that one. He actually was a native man right. um, who was very uh, well educated, lived as a white you know colonizer, had gone through that whole assimilation. Um, his first wife was a native woman. His second wife actually wrote a poem to go with those symbols right. where she, it, she states in it, give way, give way, you know, um, and, and that was the intention of it. Um, again, when we think of what our, the professional flag people, the vexologists say, 
keep it simple, like right. two or, or no more than three colors, something a third grader could draw from memory. Um, our old flag was not that. And I think that they threw it up there on the flag after the old seal was made because they couldn't come up with anything else and just get it on the flag. Go ahead, Haley. Yeah, I was just saying too, I remember I was talking with my mom about this recently and back in sixth grade, we did something called the Minnesota Scrapbook. I don't know if mm -hmm. anyone else had to do that, but it was a huge project. And one of the things we had to do was draw the Minnesota state flag <laughs> and color it. And I remember it took me hours, like hours to trace this flag and just, you know, going to say like, it is good that someone, a kid can remember how to draw it, you know, off their memory. Wow, good story. Yeah. Uh, we have a weekly guest, uh, Arvina Martin, who's Ho-Chunk and uh, the first uh, uh, city council member in Madison, Wisconsin, and they changed their flag too because, and it was a slight change because it had uh, uh, a Native American kind of symbol in the middle of the flag, but it was like from the Southwest design. And to make a long story short, I knew the kids, they aren't kids anymore, that designed that flag back in 1962. Um, and she said, because they went through the whole training and going through the process of changing their flag about four or five years ago for the city, that she loved Minnesota's flag. And that was cool to hear because she'd been trained and... Uh, um, you know, changing the flag and what to do with the flag and how to make a flag and what it should represent. So that was that was really cool for us to hear here on Native Roots Radio. She loves the new flag. Yep, loves okay. it. <laughs> yeah, I, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of people with a lot of feelings on this. You know, the good, the bad, and some ugly um, discussion about it, but. Uh, now that we've, we've decided on it, um, we had our last meeting this past Tuesday. The Minnesota Historical Society submitted the report today to the legislators. So we're, wow. we're done. And um, as long as we don't do anything legislatively, um, come June 1st, this will be our new flag and our new seal. Now our GOP members have already made it very clear that there's going to be some legislation and there's going to be some pushback around the flag. Um, but you know, I, I, I do get so many positive messages from people and even people that I'm kind of surprised by um, how we needed to change it. And maybe they don't really, you know, they had a different one that they wanted, but at the end of the day, they're, they're, um, they're willing to support this new flag and kind of get used to it. Well, State Senator, uh, the irony too, uh, you said, uh, was it Steph Easton that you said that Seth design? East Eastman, yeah. Eastman, now he was re he's related to Kate Bean and that's kind of the irony, right? That she was yeah, on the- Yeah, she's on the committee and she was a real champion. Right on. Hey, this is Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake. It's Friday, and we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish. Uh, let's take a quick break and uh, come right back. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts, available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. Signing up for $1 bus and train rides with the Transit Assistance Program, or TAP, is quick and easy. Do it straight from your computer or phone by uploading one of the pre-approved documents listed at metrotransit.org slash TAP, along with a copy of your ID. We'll mail you a go-to card with a full year of discounted rides. For questions or translation help, call 612-373-3333. 612-373-3333. Unveil the captivating world of Native photography at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. Their new exhibit, In Our Hands, Native Photography 1890 to Now, turns the camera around and puts Native photographers in control, featuring hundreds of photographs captured by generations of First Nations, Métis, Inuit,
Inuit, and Native Americans. You'll view the world through their lens, revealing the beauty and complexity of indigenous heritage. Don't miss this incredible experience. Visit In Our Hands at the Minneapolis Institute of Art, now through January 14th. For more info, visit artsmia.org. Hi, I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts, available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. Hi, Matt McNeil here. You've demanded it, and AM950 will deliver. The AM950 calendars are back for 2024. This year's calendars features photos I've taken across Minnesota, plus important dates in both Progressive and AM950 history. All new or current sustaining members who make recurring donations of at least $10 will receive an AM950 calendar as a thank you. If you make a monthly recurring contribution of $25, $50, or $100, you'll receive a thank you of both the calendar and a brand new AM950 tote bag. Make a one-time $25 donation you'll get a calendar as a thank you. Or make a one-time $50 or $100 donation, you'll receive a thank you of the AM950 calendar and the AM950 tote bag. It's really simple to become a member of AM950. Go to our webpage, am950radio.com, click on the membership button, and sign up. The website has the details on the different levels and the 2024 calendar and tote bag. Thank you to everyone who's continued to help support AM950, one of the last true progressive radio stations in the country. Thanks for keeping AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, on the air. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 27, then a chance of snow showers Saturday with a high of 31. Get the appliances you've been dreaming of for less at Warner Stallions Year-End Clearance. Shop closeouts, scratch and dent, and floor models. Plus, buy more to save more. Take 10% off two red tags and 15% off three at Warner Stallions Year-End Clearance. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Hey, thank you, Haley. Hey, we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish, and uh, we're talking a little history, a little updated stuff, a little flag stuff. Uh, it, it's... <laughs> I didn't realize until you told us t- uh, today is that there has been this pu- big pushback on the flag and the seal and uh, how ridiculous. I mean, how ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think in this day and age, whenever um, one party gets out of, you know, in front of a project and even something like this, there's going to be those that are going to to push back and um you know, not always in the best way or the most kind way, but, you know, it's that was one of the pieces of legislation that we passed this session that I'm really super proud of. I carried that bill in the in the Senate. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, some other things that I'm really excited about that we did this past session, of course, was to uh, shore up MIFA, Minnesota Indian Family Preservation Act, when the um, when ICWA was under siege. So mm-hmm. that that I'm really proud of too. Um, we also were able to return uh, the sacred lands to the Upper Sioux community right. uh, that had been turned into a state park that people were camping on, recreating on. I I drove out there this past week uh, to Granite Falls area, and I I drove by the park and actually. It's not safe to be on that road in front of the park because on on the one side it's all washed out. I mean, there's signs that say, "Don't you know, road closed." And I was like, "Well, it looks like I can get through there." Uh-huh. So I did. I did. I uh, went and picked up a beautiful pair of moccasins that uh, Walter Labat made for me. So, Wopi um, Latanka, Walter, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, we've got some other really good pieces of legislation that are are um, coming up at, into effect as of January 1st. 
And one of them is that, um, that uh, what do we call it? It's uh, uh, a, a petition for extreme risk protection order or the red flag, uh, red flag gun confiscation order. So mm. as of January 1st in Minnesota, if somebody with a firearm that you know is believed to be in danger to themselves or others, um, they can contact the police and petition for them to intervene. Uh, and we know that, you know, the leading death for children is guns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the United States, it's not sickness, it's not car right. accidents, it's not falling off your bike and hitting your head, it's guns. Guns yeah. that somebody is shooting. And so, um, uh, that that's really important and also um uh, for our juvenile um delinquents if um the staff at juvenile detention facilities can't conduct a strip search without specific contraband and concerns and they can't isolate uh, juveniles as a punishment so those are some really good public safety rules or laws that we passed Um, another one is sick and safe time 48, hour, uh, 48 hours of um, paid sick and safe time is what employers um, under certain circumstances have to provide for their, their um, employees. And that's a year. I know there's a lot of pushback and they're saying, oh, this is going to break our bank. But mm. 48 hours in a year, you know, that's <laughs> reasonable yeah. if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, it sounds um, really cool. Yep. One, another one that was really big one that had a lot of discussion was now um, all school districts have to stock um, all the bathrooms with free menstrual products. And so, oh. um, you know, there's a real thing called period poverty. And wow. there are plenty of students and maybe, you know, as a teacher yourself, Robert, you know that there were, um, you know, students that just didn't have the necessary uh, hygiene products. And now mm-hmm. we put dollars into that so that schools have those and can provide them in, in the bathrooms. And of course, we had an incredible education bill this session as the chair of education finance. Um, we um, put uh, like $5.2 billion into our school system. So that That's was great. really, really excited. And one more thing I'll talk about and then you guys can talk, but uh, <laughs> we are, there's a whole bunch of new specialty license plates. One is the blackout license plate. I don't really know what folks get excited about that. That's just a black license plate with white lettering. But what I'm really excited about is our very own MMIR, Missing and Murdered Indigenous Relatives license plate. Mm-hmm. And um, those dollars that you spend to get that specialty license plate will go right into our MMIR office so that they can continue to do the good work. Wow, that's awesome. And what what a kind of a, a year-end kind of uh, reminder of the good work that was done and that you did and that your colleagues did. I want to go back to the gun law and uh, the red flag law. That is amazing. And um, I don't want to, I, I want to talk about that a little bit because that would help out this whole country if we had something like that because it seems like a lot of our our uh youth are the ones that are shooting people and uh and just yeah I, let's talk a little bit about that mary yeah so we know that there are so many people um that suffer with mental health issues, mm-hmm. right? And when we think about all of these shooters that have gone into schools, and oftentimes they're students from that school that had been there before or currently, um, who are have these mental delusions or have issues and have access to, to guns, um, you know, the two are dangerous. The two are right. dangerous. You know, I'm not against people owning guns, right. but there are so many guns that are available. It's that proximity of having a instrument of death that worries people. 
And when there are um, family members or other people that know that somebody has a gun, who has mental health issues, and um, and uh, could very easily be a a harm to themselves or to other uh, other people, um, it's just you know the fact that they can intervene and and the police are obliged to look into it, and they can't just say, well. They own a law, a gun. That's the law. We can't do anything. Yeah, and I and I was stumbling on my words, but I think in the last year with a lot of these mass shootings, how much that law could have helped in mm-hmm. quite a few uh, of this past year's shootings. It's uh, yeah. When you were talking about that, just was like, wow! I did not know that. It's amazing, amazing work. It is really amazing in that, you know, we get such pushback at the legislature anytime we want to do some sensible gun control mm-hmm. and or any kind of gun violence prevention. And really what this does, this law does, it allows um, uh, the, the it, it allows the gun to be removed from the gun owner. Um, and uh, it's a temporary removal, so it's not permanent. So it's a temporary removal of their firearm from the person that they believe is going to be danger to themselves or others. And then it has to go to the courts. The judge then uh, hears the situation, and they are the ones that make the decision to issue any kind of order based on um, any statements or actions or evidence by the gun owner as well as those that you know had concerns mm. and um after a while let's say that the person is found to be safe and sane um those guns may be returned to that person mm-hmm. but not without the court hearing and not with a mental health um, evaluation and i think that's what's really important yeah really really important uh, and of course, education, the money that your, your group uh, that you were uh, in that supports education, you can't, you know, there's been an attack, as you know, we both uh, were teachers for a long time and, uh, and an attack on uh, public education. And, you know, whether it's vouchers the Republicans talk about or uh, even charter schools to a big degree are an attack on education. We, we need to really support our, our teachers and our students and give them the best chance to uh, win. And I, I applaud you. And that must have been fun, but also really hard work, too, because that's a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of hard work. We had been trying as Democrats to get some really good, sensible laws, uh, gun violence or gun control laws in in place, and this was the year that we were able to do it. Wow, 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 wow. So, what else is uh, what's the rest of your week look like? I know it's a long weekend, and there everyone's got to be safe out there, and you know your family, you got little ones now. What do you got? What are yeah. you guys doing? Well, I think we'll just be hanging out a lot. Um, I want to get the girls uh, over to Birch Bark Books and to the Wild Rumpus Bookstore. Have you <laughs> ever been to the Wild Rumpus? They have live animals in their in their store. And, um, you know, I, one of my gifts to the granddaughters were they could go pick out a book. So <laughs> we'll be trying to get over to to both of those places and find them a, a new a new book of their choice. Wow. 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 That's cool. That sounds fun. That's a good new year's. I'm we're starting this new year's tradition with a new book every new year. That's great. Even though they got a bajillion for Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. From grandma, I'm sure too. Mm -hmm. Because grandma, grandma loves to read. Yes. Yes. I was a school librarian for all those years. Right on. Well, we really appreciate you coming by and um, sending us this good cheer and also talking serious about issues that we always do. And I and I really just want to say a big peeny geeky thank you so much, Mary, for coming on and just being the rock solid guest that you always are and bringing your truth and bringing, you know, hard things to talk about, but also... Uh, just a really positive uh, end of the week for us. I just think it's so great having you on on Fridays. 
Yeah, it's my pleasure. Wolfie Right on. All right. Hey, well, that was State Senator Mary Kunish. And uh, again, great segment. And uh, we're looking forward to next year with many, many more and, uh, and reporting the great work that she's she's doing and our, our relatives and uh, allies are doing in the Minnesota State uh, Capitol. This is Native Ritz Radio, and we'll be right back after this short break. Thank you. Stay with us. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. Hi, this is Frank Brown, owner of Minuteman Press Uptown, Minnesota's only minority-owned union printing company. And I have big news. We've moved. Our new building in North Minneapolis is much larger with state-of-the-art equipment. That means we can get your projects done faster. We're on Washington Avenue North off I-94 at the Dowling exit, which allows for quick pickup and drop-off with plenty of free parking. And yes, we still print everything. I moved MP Uptown because as a black business owner, I want to be in North Minneapolis and help provide jobs. At MP Uptown, we pay above living wages, hire people who have made mistakes in the past, and believe in social justice. We have over 175 Google reviews with a five-star rating. Let us handle your next print project because when you support our business, you support the community. Call 612-870-0777 or visit mpuptown.com. That's mpuptown.com. We print everything. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How? Good one. That was a good tight one. Very good, good and precise. Hey, uh, Haley, what do you got? What are your plans here for the new year? Any resolutions or, or are you leaving that or? Good one. You know, I we're so I'm so used to seeing people uh, come up with really great New Year's resolutions. Um, my my last year's New Year's resolution was to be sober from alcohol, um, which I can proudly say I have done. So, bravo to me. But um, I'm looking forward to just just uh, uh, recognizing where I have been, where I am now, and um, yeah, just looking forward to the next year. Yeah, definitely. That is a good one. Um, uh, I think my resolution's always been not to have a resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 I commend people that do have resolutions and uh, take them serious and go on. Like it sounds like you have with drinking, and that's that's a big deal. So good for you. Ups to Thank you. you. Thank you. I saw um, that they we talked about briefly in the past too that they were bringing. Um, Buffalo or uh, uh, Tatanka or Chef G back into the Prairie Island, Midwakanton Sioux area. And um, I think I saw something where they have, they brought the Buffalo in there now, right? Yeah, just uh, recently. And um, let me see, I had something, I had an article and I've been going all over the place here. But yeah, I'm in Watkins Sioux. I've brought in uh, some. 
some bison back into their into their mix and bringing it up. What before we talk about that, you know, one of the things too when I read this article, Haley, it mentioned that down in Mankato, there's also already uh, bison down there that you can drive through and see and maybe get whipped around if you're. Uh, I know. Well, we did that. We tried to go um, see the buffalo after. Oh, what that was the powwow that we were down there in yeah, um, in Mankato for. Powwow, yep. Definitely. Yeah. And they were hiding from us. Yeah, definitely. And I I haven't seen a bison in person. I don't think so. It was pretty, pretty interesting and uh, and bringing bringing them back. And I don't know if people realize this, but part of uh, uh, the colonizers coming in it was the first thing they wanted it one of the things that they did was they killed off millions and millions of bison because they knew that native americans basically got everything from them you know whether it was um mm-hmm. uh, the fur definitely the meat would uh, feed people for a long long time during the 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 bison hunt and so that was one way to um to get down on uh, the Native Americans and to hold them down and to, to repress them. Exactly. Yeah. So the article here, this is from the Star Tribune, um, just goes along with saying, you know, the, our populations, our Native populations, specifically our um, Midwakanton Sioux, the bison. You know, they were nearly extinct along with the bison in the mm-hmm. in the eighteen sixties. Right. Um, and what is very cool, so us as natives, I feel like we're very matriarch society driven type of people mm-hmm. and so are so are buffalo right. which is very cool so right. that's also just holds a lot of meaning to us yeah definitely and uh I, it's it's great that they're doing that they're infenced uh with uh what is it kind of shock wire so they don't run wild out of their area so people don't have to worry about them uh on the they pull right if they pull over and want to shoe them against the road and then get whipped around like we've seen on uh, <laughs> on yeah. TikTok and all the social medias with all the Karens going out there and wanting to get a a selfie, but uh, just be careful and know that these things can run fast. I mean, yeah, and they're sacred. And yeah. They're so sacred. Definitely, and they've they've kept uh, so it's. It's great that they're they're doing that, and it's like um, I don't know if they're going to harvest these or what they're going to do with it. I, I didn't read the read what they're going to do in the article, but it's really just a good kind of uh, we're still here, you know, kind of uh, response. I believe that we have bison yeah. here roaming in the plains again in Minnesota, and it's funny too that uh, <laughs> State Senator Mary Kunish in the last segment talked a little bit about the, the trees being cut down and um, that was kind of a symbol in the flag too and I never really thought of that but yeah I mean we have yeah. prairies here and we've had old old trees that have been cut down and uh, so we want to protect Mother Earth and, and Father Sky and uh, all, the, all the beings that are on, on this planet that are our relatives. Yeah, all of our wildlife and everything. Well, we got a couple events I want to mention. We have our sobriety powwow, which will be uh, this weekend. We also have our lacrosse games. uh, In this is New Year's Mm. Eve, lacrosse, Minnesota native lacrosse. Uh, Their tournament and games will be happening on New Year's Eve at the Brooklyn Park Indoor Dome. Um, and that'll be December 31st from 12 to 6. And they're going to have free merch and some food and games. And you can come try out a, a, a native lacrosse stick and see if you can hit the post. Right. That's what I'm going to do. There, that sounds cool. I'll, I'll take a selfie of you doing that. Um, also, I just want to uh, sw- uh, swing back to with the powwow. Do you have the address in front of you? Because it's in Minneapolis. It's not at the Indian Center where it used to be. Yeah. So this um, 35th annual American Indian Movement on the Red Road celebration of uh, sobriety powwow is happening Saturday and Sunday. So this will be the 30th and the 31st. And it is happening this year at the East Phillips Community Center in Minneapolis. That's 2307 17th Avenue South. And uh, some grand entry times are 7 p.m. on Saturday and 2 and 8 p.m. on Sunday. 
Yeah, and you'll see me out there coming back and forth, and uh, I love uh, supporting our community, our dancers, and uh, all the people that are out there. And one last thing, too, before we uh, head out into the new year. Uh, Again, 1890 Wounded Knee, a massacre happened, and we want to remember Wounded Knee. And uh, maybe, uh, Haley, you can uh, introduce the... The song that we have for the last minute of the sh- minute or so of the show. I would love to. This is why one by one of my all-time favorite uh, Native American bands, Redbone. Um, some of you may be familiar. They sing uh, "How uh, Come and Get Your Love." So this is their song, though. This is called "We Were All Wounded at Wounded Knee." Have a great New Year's, everyone. Be safe, and we look forward to seeing you next year. We were all wounded. God.